having a lot of fun trying to put on my uh, Christmas tree hat, but I don't think I made it in time. <laughs> anyway, here we are. I've got the three J's with me. I've got Jesse, Jordan, and Jessica. And we were just saying all they need is Jesus in their midst, which um, they could be the, the uh, fantastic four. But maybe we do have Jesus in our midst anyway. So well done uh, for being the J crew. And uh, thank you for joining me on this third Sunday of Advent for our Trinity Talks. Um, we heard in the sermon today about giving more. So I was hoping that because you guys are a life group and you have some people in a life group together, we could go through some of the life group questions together, our sermon questions, and talk through those. Um, how does that sound? Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Right? I'm excited to hear yeah. um, sort of some of your responses in our conversation, but we're getting close to Christmas, mm. and I thought it'd be a lot of fun if we played a little game before that. So do you all have your A and B cards in front of you? We do. Yes. Can we play a little Christmas Would You Rather? Mm. Yeah, so we're going to learn a little bit about all three of you, and you might learn a little bit more about each other as a small group. So I've got some questions for you. And we'll go through these quickly before we get into our sermon questions. And all you have to do is just in front of you, put up the A or the B, depending on what your answer would be. The first question is, would you rather A, hot chocolate or B, eggnog? Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> that's an easy one it only comes out Look, once a year <laughs> hot chocolate i can get all the time that's right eggnog yeah. after yeah. december 25th it comes off the shelves oh, doesn't it amen all right so we have the next one is and interpret this as you will but a or b a rudolph or b frosty a little bit not as easy uh, to choose this one i could eat a frosty uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Frosty. That's right. We don't need a Rudolph. <laughs> okay. Question number three. A, skiing or B, tobogganing? Oh. I don't need skill for tobogganing. Oh, I, yeah. I can slam in the trees all I want. I love skiing. <laughs> all right. All right. We're split on that one. Yeah. Tough um, choice. Yeah. Next yeah. one. Um, this might be more appropriate for next week, but are you more of an A, early Christmas Eve service person or a late Christmas Eve service person? Hmm. Early and oh, split again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Depends what the family's pulling towards, I guess. <laughs> that's right. It might yeah. change every year. Yeah, that's right. All right. The next question I'm sure you've never been asked before, and this could be a three-parter, but I think gold would always take number one in this. So instead, I'm going to split it into two. Would you prefer A, frankincense, or B, myrrh? <laughs> you're you're supposed to laugh <laughs> i don't even know um, i'm just trying to figure out which one smells better <laughs> yeah. well i i think i think i think either would be great so yes. those are good answers yeah. all right next one a silent night or b joy to the world uh, and whichever one you choose now you will sing i uh, <laughs> uh, think we warmed up from this yeah all right quick one a red or B green Christmas colors. Uh, that's a tough one. I wow. That is All tough. right. We got harder questions coming up, Jesse. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> next one. Real tree A or fake tree B? Oh, hands down. A, 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 Gotta triple A. Got to get the real smell. Once, once you go the real, falling you, needles. Once you'll you go... never go back. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nine. A matching family pajamas. Or B, not matching family pajamas. <laughs> you see it in ads. I'll oh. Go, I'll go for it. Yeah, I'm a B on I've that one. I've done it once. Yeah, you've done it Jessica once. Jessica has dignity. 
I'm with you on that one. No, we don't know. We're, we're all unique in our house. All right. Uh, something to eat. A, gingerbread cookies or B, shortbread cookies? What do you reach for first? Uh, yeah. A, uh, A, and B. Uh, okay, you guys are very split. I love the diversity of this <laughs> yeah. group. I'm going to say. She makes gingerbread. I That's, eat that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's in front of you. All right. Yeah. And our very last one is this. Are you an A, early Christmas gift getter, or B, a last minute Christmas gift getter? Uh, I oh, wish I, I was I, early, but I, I wish I, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> but if you're a B, then that could actually segue nicely into our sermon series, because there were some gift ideas that Rob was throwing out left, right, and center. So I think that um, if you were a B there, then you might be able to get one of those. Please. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I um, as you know, and I'm not sure if your uh, small group or your life group does this, but we have sermon questions that we put out every week. Is that something that your life group does work through some of those questions? Sometimes? Yeah, it depends on the week. Sometimes we if we have like um, like breaks in between what we usually cover, because sometimes uh, I have different topics covered by different members of small group. They submit it and we kind of go through a small series around their topic. But in between that, we do go back to the sermon questions every once in a while to kind of uh, keep up with the church to keep up with the church yeah all yep. right so i've got some of the questions already in front of me and i wanted to start just by asking you some of those questions so to start us off um when you think back to a memorable gift that you've been given at christmas do you want to share something that sort of stands out to you as something that was memorable to you and then maybe we can talk about why mm. well for me um I got a Taylor Swift CD, oh. and inside the CD jacket were tickets to see her show. Ooh. So, as a Swifty, that was pretty exciting. So. That is exciting. Now, who <laughs> gave that to you? Uh, it was my parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're a Swifty. When was this? A couple, of uh, a couple of years ago. This was for 1989. So, oh, a few wow. years back. Wow, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> That's fun. I think for me, uh, years ago, I remember this actually as a child, like when I was younger, my mom gave me a Terry's chocolate orange and I really wanted them just to, for the purpose of slamming it down on the ground and like mm -hmm. having it open up. So that one kind of stuck, sticks out to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh. For me, I remember it was my dad. He got it a bit earlier ahead of Christmas. I think he got it right around Black Friday. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so it was an early Christmas gift. But I remember him getting the PS4 when it came out, which me personally oh. thinking, I wasn't thinking of getting that to like way later. Uh, so my dad getting that for me, like pretty much the same year it came out, blew my mind. And the best part was like, I, I remember distinctly, it was us rushing to the TV to set it up and kind of kind of basking in the next generation of me and my, and my sister. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, I think that the big part of the memories that it wasn't just kind of, it was for me, it was for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and us being able to kind of like, to like test out and play around with it and everything. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll just tell you one of my um, most memorable gifts it was a couple years ago. Um, my husband, Elliot had been down in the basement and I could, all I could smell was, uh, was like, was like paint stain like you know that really powerful mm. stain and he was thought he was being very secretive but anyway he, <laughs> <laughs> he would just go down there and the whole house stunk like paint um but yeah. he had built me a um a board to do jigsaw puzzles on that had its own oh. drawers oh, to sort wow. and nice. Nice. i mean okay. it took him a long time and he thought he was being sneaky but i could smell it and it was also in front of my washing machine so i saw it um, <laughs> not the best place so wasn't covert. The best but um i i absolutely love i love i love it and um he spent a lot of time on it so that was probably my most memorable gift. Um, so when we think about the passage that we had today at church, it was actually the beginning of the Gospel of John, and he brings us to the beginning of existence, which is quite an interesting way to start a gospel. And um, 
Can we reflect a little bit as a group on in the beginning was the word. So when we think about the beginning of existence, we hear in the beginning was the word. Um, what implications do you guys think that this has regarding Jesus's eternal existence? Good question. Is this a, we're starting to yeah, <laughs> the theology. We go we're, from cookies to candy. We are red or green <laughs> eternal existence. Oh, wow. So just... Or even like, what are our thoughts on that? Like when thinking in the beginning was the word. I think it's comforting, comforting at some level because yeah. we see God as the living word, right? He's effectively um, written existence by speaking into it. Mm -hmm. And so especially if we go into the Christmas season, we see the birth of Jesus, right? Uh, we're seeing it, it not just like, I mean, for us, it's kind of the beginning of the, the Christian story. But the story from the perspective of God has been from there from the very beginning that we see in Genesis. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's just him kind of like that, that. That's the the biggest chapter that I think we're currently living through right now. Uh, and that's why I think it, it's kind of a when you kind of think of it within the context of hearing um, him being the living word. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's such a big significance during Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, cool, I would cool. agree. Just yeah. uh, it's it's a comforting thought, um, especially just. What there's there's always like crazy things happening in the world, but just knowing that like Jesus is always there and he's always with you. Mm -hmm. It's a comfort. Yeah. Even like like uh, building on what Jessica just said, like regardless of what's happening, just like his comforting words are words are timeless across all circumstances and world events. And it's it's almost like a, it's a grounding unit for a lot of us, uh, especially as believers. So, yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And again, another symbolic thing that uh, John uses, some other words that he uses are life and light um, mm. in this in this passage. And so what symbolic meanings sort of come to mind when we um, hear these words, life and light about Jesus in particular? Mm. I guess like, um, you know, in our world, right, we're we're surrounded by so much darkness in the, in the metaphorical sense of mm -hmm. uh, like war and suffering and poverty and um and the 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 illustration of light just represents this like washing away of this darkness right and that's i guess that's symbolically what what jesus is right like yeah. he is the washing away of of darkness and sin i love that yeah. washing away and actually in the gospel yeah. of john he uses a lot of water imagery too mm -hmm. so i hear i love seeing that come into play yeah yeah it makes me think of the resurrection story how Jesus conquers death like he is life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And just going on the on the darkness theme as well. Um, when light comes in, it just shines on everything. And it makes me think of truth as well. Just how light illuminates the truth, mm -hmm. which yeah. then ties into the word. Yeah. 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 I think it, they covered both a lot. But I think the big thing for me for in terms of life is given that, you know, Jesus more or less through coming through uh, when he was born. Um, was, uh, I think that's the big part in terms of, um, in terms of the, the context of life, um, that light that's there, that hope, even within the backdrop of what we saw last week, uh, kind of like with how the babies were killed by Herod, uh, there was that hope that Jesus is shown there. Mm -hmm. And again, fill through, fill through prophecy, like Jess said for his resurrection, that he's there really to bring eternal life to us. Mm -hmm. Thanks guys. And then Rob, like he often does, brought up three points for us to sort of reflect on and chew on for out throughout yeah. this week. Um, he suggested that God's gift to us, Jesus, is personal. It was his presence and it was pricey. 
Um, so let's think a little bit about personal gifts. Um, we sometimes think about these being more relational. So they show usually that we have this understanding of the other person. They're chosen specifically and uniquely for that individual, not like a last minute gift mm -hmm. card that we've probably all grabbed off the shelf at one point yep. or another for somebody <laughs> or been the recipient of. Um, so let's think a little bit about how God's gift of Jesus at Christmas time is both for everyone, but also specifically for you. What does that what does that really mean to you guys? Like, how do you think that's possible? I mean, I, I think um, I mean, obviously, it definitely means both like mm -hmm. it, it. Jesus is a gift to you, like especially as believers and and a gift to everyone, regardless of people who know that uh, people maybe are in different faiths or maybe people are uh, agnostics or atheists. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they don't realize it yet, but Jesus truly is a gift to everyone. And I, I that that for me resonates a lot. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I think the relational aspect of Jesus makes it so it's very specific to you because he knows everyone's different at their faith journey. Uh, he knows how to make his presence known. For some people who've known Jesus for a long time, there's something kind of familiar with how he comes up in the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. Other people who maybe knew the faith, like this might be the first time where they experience the Holy Spirit in such a visceral way. Um, so I think that's a, that's kind of the way where, and, and I think where it's for everyone, I think that's a connection where as Christians, we understand kind of the basis, uh, like feeling of how God is with you in your journey. So mm -hmm. while we all have our individual journeys, we can, can still relate and kind of share our community with our faith, uh, in Jesus, like as Christians. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how mm -hmm. he's able to do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm. Yeah. Nope. Um, just the fact that Jesus came to earth, came to be human, just connects both the personal and the fact that it's for everyone because Jesus came as a human to feel like all our personal feelings and what it feels like to be a human and just to save everyone, to be there for everyone in the world. Mm -hmm. well said. Well yeah, said. it's true. It's wonderful. Thanks guys. Which one of these do you find easier to grasp for yourself? Do you think that Jesus is a gift for everyone or that he's a gift for you? I guess, I, I don't know. I'll say, I'll say everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of like I mentioned before, like whether people realize it or not, um, like they will, they will realize it at one yeah. point in their lives <laughs> or uh, even beyond that. So uh, yeah, for everyone, for me. All yeah. right. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's easier for me to grasp that Jesus is for everyone. <laughs> yeah. 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 So presence was the next point that Rob brought up for us. And as a gift, Jesus came to live and dwell among us. And he used the word Emmanuel. And that actually means God with us. Um, what are some ways that you maybe personally or ways that you think that other people might long to experience Emmanuel, God with us? Well, I think especially for people who have gone through loss around the time of Christmas or mm -hmm. like either in the past or even recently, um, you know, God can really provide that sense of comfort for them, knowing that, you know, uh, there's someone with them that actually cares. Uh, and especially for those who, you know, don't have many people with them during Christmas. That's, I think that's a big part of it. And yeah. I think that's where really we as Christians as a larger community also play a big role um, in kind of acting almost as an extended family for those type of people. I love that point that we are the hands and feet of, of Christ and that we can be that Emmanuel and God with us to those other people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's especially true in times of suffering that you can really feel God's presence and that he's with you because we know like through Jesus, God has experienced like all those depths of despair that all of humanity has experienced at some point in their life. So just knowing that he's he's there, he's been through it. 
Mm -hmm. That he understands. That's something we hear people say often. I just want someone to understand me. Mm -hmm. I wish I was understood. And that knowing that Jesus, like you said, Jess, that he he does know. He's been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so relational gifts take time, effort, energy. They can be costly. Um, And again, a lot of work, more work than a gift card, right, off the shelf. Um, So in what ways, and Rob talked about it a little bit, um, is God's gift to us costly? In what ways was it costly for him? Well, I I think the big one that most of us are familiar (laughs) with is God sacrificed his life for us, right? And when Jesus died on the cross, like, I don't think anyone in this room would uh, <laughs> think only once about some, doing something like that. So um, that, of course, was the biggest cost uh, for him. Yeah. 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 That he paid that. Yeah. He paid that big price of his life. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've been touching a bit on the sermon, how, you know, his, his incarnation, right? He took on flesh. Like being human is not easy. Oh. It's not like he chose <laughs> an easy life either. He's, you know, the moment he was born, people trying to kill him. Oh, um, yeah. And then he had to stay in obscurity for almost like 20, 30 years before yeah. he actually started his ministry. So it's not like he was born as a prince. He's not born as anyone in power. Yeah. We had like a leisurely life yeah. right? he worked like, like everybody else. Uh, and then when he started his ministry, right, there's all the stuff that happened there. And even when he had his closest people, his disciples trying to hammer home, <laughs> you know, the lessons like, guys, you don't know what's coming. You keep thinking something else is happening. Right. It must be really tough for him having the whole picture ahead of him and everyone else missing out uh, what was actually coming. And obviously you saw in the Garden of Gethsemane, even he wasn't like, you know, fully on, like he was on board, obviously. But he still struggled with the whole aspect of the sacrifice that Jordan was talking mm-hmm. about. So I think yeah. that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and as we consider what it means to give more and put relationships first in that giving, what excites you the most? I don't know if you have any stories about things that you've done, maybe a gift that you've given or even thinking forward into the future. What makes you feel joy when you think about this type of giving? Me, for me personally, um, I've I've given gifts like this before where um, my background is in graphic design. So I've been able to like Photoshop certain uh, things for people like humorous things and like memories that we've shared together. Um, And it, it makes me happy knowing that like I'm about to put a smile on someone's face to bring up that funny memory from the past or a joke like an inside <laughs> joke or whatever so it, it it does give me more joy than giving someone like a gift card which which is easier but mm-hmm. it, it I think it's worth it to go the extra step in the more relational uh gift oh. where we have more in common in life oh yeah. that's great you'll have to yeah. share one of those with the church one of yeah. your- <laughs> 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 so if you need a last minute gift Some jordan can photoshop something for you <laughs> oh my gosh, no. yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> well that's fun yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think um, just the thoughtfulness that goes behind these types of gifts and this, the time spent on it, like even just if you're making a gift, let's say like you're knitting something. Yeah. I don't know how to knit, but I wish. <laughs> <laughs> There's still but, time. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> just the time, the time it takes to make that and like even thinking about the person as you're making that gift for them, mm-hmm. like it just makes it extra special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest excitement for me is kind of the surprise on the person's face, especially if you've like really planned ahead of time. Uh, Usually if it's like tied more to an event or you're doing something specifically with them, uh, it's their surprise that comes from that that I think really, uh, you know, hits home that you've done a good job. 
Uh, and I'll preferably hope that like happy surprise, not bad surprise. Right. <laughs> Je surprise Jesse, regardless. Jesse drew me a Kermit face on one of my birthday <laughs> cards. And there's just an inside joke about that. Yeah. And I just, I howled so, like opening that card. <laughs> so can we consider that to be a good surprise? Oh, yes, absolutely. Good surprise. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so much better than a Hallmark card. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Jesse can draw you a card, everybody. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, so we talked about what excites you most, but then we did talk about this being costly and pricey in some way or another. So what about giving relationally do you think is the biggest challenge for you? Because let's face it, not all of the gifts that we've given have had that heartfelt, um, yeah. I guess, that meaning behind them. Mm -hmm. So what what do you think is sort of the biggest challenge? Personally, I... I oh, no, no, you go oh. first. Oh, okay. I, personally, I, I was going to say a time... Uh, time is one of the most valuable resources on planet on the planet because mm -hmm. we don't get it back. So, um, you know, investing time to make a relational gift, I argue it's worth it, but it is it is costly in that mm -hmm. sense, especially as we find ourselves probably increasingly busy, at least in society. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. We're getting busier, more demands on our plates. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's kind of tied to time, but it's kind of like it depends how long you've known the person because yeah. You've, it's like almost like a, the law of diminished returns. At some point, you start running out of ideas. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, and you worst part is that the the better you give them the gift, the more you kind of feel like you have to one up the yeah, yeah. what you've done already. So yeah. it's just a matter of like you want to show you've put enough effort, but the same thing you're you're not sure what you can do that's quite different enough to make sure you have the same level of impact. Right. So mm -hmm. that there's some uniqueness here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So not just time, but there's a creativity factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. that makes sense. Anything yeah. else that makes I it a challenge? I agree with the time. Um, just finding and setting aside the time to make something intentional mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i don't think it necessarily has to be in making something like you said for example getting the taylor swift tickets mm -hmm. i assume it wasn't just one ticket no it was two yeah. right <laughs> so they're spending time together too um i think for me other than those three different reasons that you suggested um also sometimes worrying or a fear that it's not going to land in a good way or it might not turn out great or um, I saw Sally sweaters but I you know I couldn't make something like that so is it good enough to give that person mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes we have to remember that it is the meaning that if someone were to give something to you it's more about the thought necessarily than always yeah. about the actual outcome. It's like when your kid makes a macaroni necklace and you put it on the fridge and you don't criticize the child for missing a macaroni noodle <laughs> on, the, on the necklace. You, you, you thank them for that because they thought about you and they made that. That's gift right. They took the time to do that. No, absolutely. That's, it's, it's very true. So yeah. thanks guys for yeah. those questions. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to, yeah, thank you for joining me. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you've taken the time to go to the website yet, but we do have um, some resources on, if you go to the Christmas tab and click Advent Conspiracy, there are, I think there's five different sections of different types of relational gifts that you can give this Christmas. Some take longer than others. Um, some great ideas out there so if you still have some people on your last minute shopping list to give to feel free to take a look at that and i'd encourage everyone else to as well here mm -hmm. at trinity um so i just want to thank you merry christmas merry christmas no, thank you. Yes. Yeah.